Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just a quick message before the show begins. Uh, due to a few things, Adam's uh, recent child, which is very exciting, um, and my work, we're going to take a little break for a couple of months um, following this episode. We've been going for a year without missing an episode, so we decided we should. it was fair to have a little break um, and return in September. This is a perfect opportunity for all of you to go back and listen to anything you've missed in the back catalogue or re-listen to how terrible we were when we first started. Not that we're not now. And we will see you all in September. Thanks very much. Hello, and welcome to Horror. This is a podcast in which Lee and Adam take their friend Chris on a journey through horror cinema. New episodes are posted every two weeks, and you can follow us at SoundCloud, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Please post any questions with the hashtag AskWelcomeToHorror, and the gang will answer them on the show. Before we begin, two warnings. There will be both swearing and spoilers in abundance, so we recommend that you have watched the movie being discussed first. Thank you for listening. Begun, yeah, I think yeah. we should introduce. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm Lee. I'm Adam. <coughs> I'm Chris. Uh, and we're joined this evening, as promised, by a uh, sender in of um, mm. our Ask Welcome to Horror question, Adam number two. Hello, Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. Um, before we go any further, um, I've known Adam for a, for a long time personally, um, but do go and check out his Instagram. Um, he's a photographer. Um, yeah, and his stuff's fantastic. It's Adam Laws Photography on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, go and check that. It's really, really good. Yeah, fantastic. Lots of retro camera stuff. Go and check that out. Excellent. Thank you. Um, so, first things first. Yeah. Be on over sofa. Edit point. <laughs> Edit point. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we've got a we've had a series of excellent questions actually um, following. Adam's one as well, so we're going to bring them all in, and as a slightly belated first birthday celebration episode, um, we're going to do an entirely Ask Welcome to Horror based uh, episode. So we haven't watched the film this evening, but we have got four questions um, that we're all primed and ready to answer. Adam is looking at me (laughs) in a, no. (laughs) Ready, yes, primed. (laughs) You're always primed. Yeah. Primed for what? Anything for free yeah. delivery the next day. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a tightly coiled leopard. Um, so, Adam, would you like to start us off with Dario's question? Yeah, you've so, done some research into that. Yes, yeah, so our question came from uh, listener uh, Dario Bentley. Hello, Hi, Dario. Hello, hello. hello. And uh, he asked uh, his hashtag, ask welcome to horror, was. Um, what era of horror movies do you mainly watch? This led me to go down a bit of a rabbit hole because I was trying to work out exactly how much um, 
as a show, Welcome to Horror, what we mainly watched. I kind of assumed it was going to be the 80s. Yeah. Turns out we actually watched most of the stuff in the 2010s. Okay. And like, so yeah, it's mainly sort of... But by how much? What's the... Uh, the percentages off the top of my head, I think it's round about, it's round about 40% okay. of, of the stuff we've watched mm. has been that. We've watched nothing from the 50s. We've watched 30s, 40s, uh, 60s. Sec- the second largest amount is the noughties versus the 80s. They were roughly yeah. coming out about the same. See, I would have then definitely the 60s. loads of 80s stuff, it felt like. We've yeah. But I think things got slightly skewed, obviously, by the um, because we went to Horror on Sea. Mm. Uh, and at that point, we saw we watched like four features at that point, mm. and that they were all recent. Uh, recent yeah. You know, they yeah. were either premiering there or sort of pre-premiering, almost yeah. like sort of work in progress. So that slightly skewed it, but still, yeah, most of the stuff we've most of the stuff we've watched has been from the sort of twenty tens, then eighties and sixties of sort of follow ups from there. And yeah, we've watched nothing from the fifties, which we will. Address. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. I think for our next episode, I've planned what we're going to watch based on that, mm-hmm. on that gap. So, um, cool. Well, you let us know before the end of the episode. I will inform you later. Fantastic of my decision. Um, um, now, did did this question also include the idea of what would you choose to watch? What era do you prefer? I th- I think certainly. I mean, from a person on a personal note, it's probably. I don't know. It's probably eighties, nineties. I think the two sort of. Coalesce, but also I do think maybe sort of recent stuff. Just I think if you're looking at, if you're looking for it, there's always great stuff. Yeah. Mm. So I'm quite keen to be the first person to sort of like go right. This is a fucking good film. It's like you know, like The Void. Yeah, yeah. When that yeah. came up on my radar, I was like, right, okay, I've really got to see that. Yeah. And um, in fact, I will recommend just off the top of my head. But I've just watched a film called The Endless. I was just as soon as you mm. mentioned The Void, I was like, I haven't seen you that excited for ages. And I was like, except for when you watched Endless the other day. Yeah, so. The Endless is absolutely brilliant, and it has a companion movie which was made first called um, uh, Resolution. Okay. And watch both of them; they're brilliant. Resolution probably is more the horror film of the two, mm-hmm. but they are both horror films. But yeah, they are so good and so smart and just it's like wow you've managed to do unease without bother you know you're not they don't have they don't particularly have gore or mm. anything of that nature they don't have they certainly don't have much in the way of jump scares yeah. apart from one bit in resolution now I was watching it admittedly with my infant son uh, he yeah, was started, so. he, well, he, <laughs> he was blissfully asleep yeah. and his dad was just sitting there with his arm round him like that, watching Resolution, I jumped out of my shitting skin mm. and woke him up. <laughs> was, was it a bit like the uh, Black Phillip moment? Where it it oh was. God, it, yeah. it had that I sort just, of same yeah. sort of feeling of just sort of like, I just went, <laughs> like that, and then he mirrored it. And then the only other thing that does that to him is if you open the can. Mm. I don't know why. Seriously. That, that is a funny reaction, isn't it? Yeah. That's only throw your arms. Yes. Yeah. But it's better when they're in a box. Because we've got that baby box thing, which is <laughs> seriously. There's this thing. It's called a baby box, and you bo- and you. It's like so, it's sort of so big, and it's basically a thing they do in Norway. Sweden or Finland. Yeah, yeah Norway. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Where 
it's a box, it, and everyone who has a kid gets given this cardboard box, and it comes with a mattress inside, uh, some feeds, some nappies, just like a, a sort of a baby starter kit to send you off with. <laughs> and, but but you're encouraged to put the kid in the box because and it's, it hasn't got a lid. That's the main oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're encouraged to put the kid in the box because it prevents uh, infant death syndrome or um, okay. uh, cot death because basically. It restricts how much the kid can move, so they yeah. can't roll over, and there's nothing in it to sort of get entangled with or yeah, anything yeah. else like that. Mm. But it's a very good way of you've laid them somewhere which is a separate space, so they're not, you know, they're, they're, it's not like laying them on the floor or on a chair or yeah, something like yeah. that. They're in a sp- specific spot. Yeah. And yeah, but we were sitting there, and there's the box there. And something, I think it was like we opened a bag of crisps, you know, the crazy loony people that we are, you know. And uh, all I saw was his hands fling up over the size of the thing. <laughs> Brilliant. Bless him. It was. It was like the, it was. It looked not unlike when the the tendrils are coming out Just of the, yeah. of the um, <laughs> doghouse in the thing. Is that sort of? <laughs> 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 but um, so, but yeah, so the, I, I like. I like to find new stuff, hmm. so I think I do predominantly watch newer things, but my heart lays in the 70s and the 80s, I suppose. I think that's the thing for me as well. I'm, Although I'd like to think I've seen a lot of horror, there's still so much stuff I haven't seen, and hmm. the 80s was so, was so yeah. big for it. Cool, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's just tons of shit from the 80s I've still never seen, so... I think personally, I still watch as much stuff from the eighties that I'm catching up on mm. as I as I watch uh, modern horror, really. So, yeah, I was wondering if it could be skewed slightly with the amount of content that seems to be coming out is seems astronomical. So it's like every year we go on, there's more, mm. you know, even more than came out the year before. I don't know if that's true, but mm. I just I never seem to catch up with Netflix in the slightest, yeah. and that's just Netflix, let alone yeah. mm. Amazon Prime. Is it just and, because of the availability of it now? That, it's so yeah. much yeah. easier, mm. so yeah. it via streaming services and yeah. the knowledge yeah. of it as well. Yeah. You've mm. got so many people Who, uh, announcing and so, yeah. you know if you're you can go on Instagram and Steven Spielberg can tell you his new movies coming out as much mm. as like the bloke up the road can tell yeah. you his new movies coming out. Oh, mm. you saying that? I did watch a modern horror this week, and I forgot to note it down. Not because I didn't enjoy it, but just because I forgot we were recording this weekend. Um, Tony Wash from Scotchworthy Productions, who did It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To, yeah, um, sent me a copy of his new movie, The Rake, um, and it's his first sort of Hollywood movie, so it's the first time he's gone in with like a big, big budget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I'd like to, actually, what I'd like to do at some point, say not for our next movie, because I know we were going to go for the 40s, but uh, 50, 50s. sorry. But what I, I do want to do at some point is maybe do a double feature and show Chris It's My Party and then the rakes mm. to show ah, yeah. what he did on literally I've got some friends in a video yeah. camera up to now, the same guy with writing and directing but with a massive budget mm. so he can have you know big helicopters tracking cars for shots and stuff. Which um, So yeah, but I, I totally enjoyed it. So mm. yeah, well done Scotchworthy. Um, they've also got two more coming out this year so he's got his new one with Sid Haig coming out which is High on the Hog mm-hmm. um, he's also got one called Skeletons in the Closet I don't know anything about that but from the images it looks like it might be an anthology which is always oh, cool. winner for me you um, reminded me I've got to find that thing with Sid Haig and the hyena that's running a cult yes 
Yes. Yeah, anyway, sorry, know, I didn't write that down. I haven't got around to it. Um, Adam, so what about you? you? Do you watch a lot of horror generally? Um, probably more of the 80s, just because we're of that age, of that era. Mm-hmm. So it's got that nostalgic value to it. Um, at the moment, I'm probably watching a lot more probably South Korean Asian films oh yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah so more Asia extreme and stuff like that there's so, some fantastic so stuff in I watched last week first yeah which I thought was quite interesting the uh, priest who turns into a vampire song and then oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen that yeah that's great yeah, I've written down his name because I can't remember it Park <laughs> Chan Wok who done Old Boy has various yeah. other films yeah, yeah. on such that watched a lot of anime and a lot of horror anime as well. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah, I keep I keep seeing Vampire Hunter D on. Um, They've got a second series coming out this year. I have that. So yeah. I keep seeing it on Netflix and thinking, oh, do you know what? Oh, sorry, I've been sorry, that's Castlevania. Castlevania. Yeah. Castlevania. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. now yeah. we need to cover that when it comes out again because we mm. get a bonus on that because we loved it. Mm. <coughs> so yeah, we need to catch that. <coughs> oh, I didn't realise that was coming out. Um, excellent. Right. Should we move on to our next question? We didn't ask Chris what. I suppose oh, yes, Chris's, Chris's answer, answer would be whatever we're going to do. Yeah, I suppose I would probably head towards more modern, mm-hmm. if given a choice, I think. But then, yeah, that was the whole point of this, really, was to introduce me to all the older stuff. Mm. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. I don't think I would have particularly chosen to watch any mm-hmm. previously to this. Has there been any older films you've been like really impressed with? Well, yeah, this is a good question. Um, so I find it much harder to get into the older films, but uh, the ones that are funny, I think, still surprise me how good they are. So it, the um, you know fairly recently, the Carry On. Okay, well, Carry On, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so no, that's good. And what's oh, the one? Bride of Frankenstein, you really like, yeah. well, didn't you? Over the Wolfman, because yeah. you had that. Like, so it's, it's just much easier to get into them. Like, it's it's funny how the, the comedy doesn't sort of age or didn't seem to whereas for me I've got to kind of yeah remove my filter of what I'm used to seeing with more modern films to appreciate fully the older films Um, so yeah I think that's why I've given a choice newer but yeah I've been really impressed with some older films because I think humour as well is is a lot of you don't expect it as well Mm. especially something as old as like Bride of Frankenstein you don't expect if there's any jokes in it you don't expect that you're going to be getting them or that they won't be just pratfalls or something like that whereas actually it's like no this is this would be this is funny now yeah Yeah, Yeah, because I mean you look at comedy of the time yeah it's more that sort of Laurel and Hardy and Mm. Charlie Chaplin which Personally, for me, hasn't carried on with all the Marx Brothers mm. or any of that stuff. Doesn't necessarily land with me. So yeah, if you've got a film that's predominantly horror and it's got some comedy in it, you think it's going to be a little bit ropey. Mm. And yeah, it's surprising just how well it's, it's all, mm. it still holds up today. Really, I think you enjoyed Doctor Christopher Lee on a train. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, right. But yeah, that that wasn't it. That like, wasn't it intentionally. Was not in, yeah, not as intentionally funny. No. but it. Kind of worked. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That was good. Just funny, I would not remember that name <laughs> as being Doctor Terror. It's weird because it's not even in a house. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Terror's House of Horror. What's it set on? Trying. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I have to go through that torturous thing with the tarot cards to explain. But I call yeah. them my House of Horror. <laughs> but that probably gained a little extra boost for me because it was my first film of Peter Cushing. Yes. So, you know, that's a bit special because of that. So it was enough to draw me into horror 
mm. initially when I sort of rediscovered it in my sort of teens. Yeah, it was that film that really stood out for me. That and The Curse of the Crimson Order, which was still to still to watch as well. Um, yeah. Cool. Right. Let's move on to the next question. So, um, we had a question from listener Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Hi, thank, Sarah. Thank you very much for always posting and um, yeah, liking all of our things that we put up on Instagram. Um, so, Sarah has asked, if you could make a horror film... Uh, what would the plot be, and which actors would be in it, either past or present? So, Chris, would you like to start with that one? I was hoping to hear all of yours first. Okay, that's fair enough. Adam, would you like to start with that one? No, I'd like to hear. Uh, I'd like to hear where you were going first. <laughs> no, because you you seem to have a definite answer, and I think I do. But yes, so I think for me, I would like to see a remake of House of Long Shadows. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a a haunted house movie it's got a phenomenal cast um, obviously it's uh, Peter Cushing Vincent Price um, Christopher Lee John Carradine all in the same film together but it just falls on its arse and it's such a shame and I think it's because they're all secondary characters and the main characters who they brought in were absolutely awful actors uh, and it totally spoiled it for me so I think for me I would love to see that remade because it's all of my favourite people all together I'd probably put Yvonne De Carlo in, in as the female character just to get Yvonne De Carlo in it because she's amazing um, I don't know who I'd have as the lead because that's the thing is I presume you're keeping the same you're keeping <coughs> that the, you're keeping that same cast it's just recasting the actual main yeah. people to sort of so I would have Yvonne De Carlo and and to jump forward to a character from my one of my later films, right? So I would uh, recast the lead with uh, Ian Carmichael um, from he's the main guy from School for Scandals. Oh yes, yeah, the yeah I know yeah, which will possibly be on my later on favourite non horror. But uh, oh, fair enough. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I just think he's got that sort of quirky, slightly confused. The parts that Hugh Laurie used to play before he became Clint Eastwood for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Silly so, asses. Yes. <laughs> so, Adam, what would you do if you could make a horror film? See, I was thinking along the same lines as you. Is I was thinking like maybe if you were going to go with the, I mean, if I, you know any cast whatsoever, it'd be interesting to go the remake route of something like, say, remake the Monster Squad. But get the pucker, <gasps> like have Karloff as the monster. Oh, I didn't even you know, think of have that. <laughs> you know, Karl as the monster, have Christopher Lee's Dracula yeah. or Bella Lugosi's Dracula. You know, long Chinese Wolfman. Get the proper the, yeah. the icons in to do it. Oh, or I even, I would love to see a hammer. Uh, I'd love to see a hammer-led version of uh, Van Helsing. You know, the Hugh Jackman yes. movie. So you'd have Peter Cushing as Van Helsing. Christopher Lee as Dracula, um, I, I probably Dave Prowse as the monster, yeah, and um, Oliver Reed as the Wolfman. <laughs> would be pretty, I, that would be a fucking sight. You know, I think that would be good. I think, I think also there's got to be. I think that, especially, there's so many great comics 
and things. I mean, I'd love to see a decent version of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but I yes. think I think that's a Netflix series. I don't think that's a film mm. because it's that deep that you need to put stuff in. Yeah, I agree. That felt really crammed in. And... Oh, it was. Yeah, I mean, compared to the, it's it's like I don't know it's like sort of vodka next to a glass of water in terms of the fucking difference yeah, yeah. Um, between the comic and the film but uh, but I would love to see not necessarily a biopic but just something a sort of proper Alistair Crowley horror film or sort of you know yeah. something along those lines or even just something that brings in the great occultist, you know, stick, you know, Alistair Crowley versus Dracula is an interesting <laughs> film or whatever. I think I've just got a bit of Crowley on the brain at the moment. So, no. Or just him versus Kenneth Grant, which is basically, that's the other thing as well, is if you're going to do it, if you can, get Kenneth Williams to play uh, Alistair Crowley. <laughs> I think he would be fucking right <laughs> He really would. <laughs> That's a, yeah, that's a good idea. Call me Perdurabo. <laughs> Will he still say fine tonight? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You've got to squeeze that in there somewhere. <laughs> As Alistair once said. Adam, what would you... Uh... Well, I was looking at actors because oh, yeah. um, when you sent me over the question... He said actors, so I'm going to have to oh, play sorry, back a bit. No, sorry, that's fine. That's so I originally thought about, obviously, originals like Christopher Lee, Bruce Campbell, but now I thought, why would I want to go down the general, typical route of mm. films? So I thought I'd probably go from a really obscure, like, video nasty. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and then I was looking maybe having people like Angela Lansbury in there and people like <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. Just, going, just to have somebody totally out of the just like off the chart and just having loads of weird people in there who you wouldn't expect doing that but then I thought well why not even go more surreal so I was thinking maybe like Falcor the lap dragon from like never ending story <laughs> yeah. just going crazy and just oh like, yeah destroying a town <laughs> just like killing everyone the else. story that ended yeah exactly that. <laughs> that's, that's like never ending story the way it should have been with Falcor the lap dragon just killing everyone so it was yes. the, the book was a bit darker wasn't it than the Oh, I'm not too sure. I didn't even realise there was a... Oh, no, I didn't know it was based on a book. No. Well, someone just started reading it. And <coughs> it definitely sounds darker than... Yeah, well, than the well, film. Go around actually killing <laughs> it. I don't think it doesn't quite do that. No, but there's a lot uh, more deeper philosophy and like the nothingness. And at least three people have been skinned and it's only found for one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I'd definitely go down that route. And maybe Falcon, maybe put in Fraggles, Care Bears, Rhino like, <laughs> from Thundercats. Mm. Just go something totally... Weird and yeah. surreal. Yeah. Rather than actually having characters who recognise in horror films. Mm. Yeah. Just go something totally mm. opposite. That's true. Horror is very like that. People right. who, who are in horror generally are in horror throughout, as you say. You don't generally get people sort of dip in and out of it. Mm. Which is a shame, really, because, yeah, it's just, I'd, I'd love to see... Yeah, there's, there's so many great actors out there who I... Mind you, having said that, um, a few years ago, it was like, did you ever see The Voices with... Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Yes, I did. Yes. Yes. Now that yeah. was mm. total. I don't know how horror mm. it is, but that was totally amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, and to see him in that kind of a role really surprised mm. me. But yeah, yeah I just thought that could be that would be categorised under horror. It's a bit slasher. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's you know psycho. Yeah. Type. I think it's also you, what you. It's like you. I was listening to something the other day, and someone said about like you've got people like say the Coen Brothers do lots of various sort of genre movies and mm. stuff like mm. that. But you would want to see them doing, um, you know, 
you want to see them do a balls out horror movie yeah. Yeah. just to see what it would be like. like. I yeah. think Wes Anderson would be probably yes. quite really weird yeah, as well. Yeah, just yeah, like, especially with that art aesthetic, just yeah. trying yeah. on. Oh, so. and actually, uh, I apologise to Sarah because I did have an answer to this, but I think I already put it on Instagram. <gasps> you bastard! No, 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 because I watched that Sorry, thing. Sarah. I watched Evil Genius. And I don't know oh, if yes. anyone has watched that yet, but the thing about the collar bomb... No, but I have heard about it. Oh, Christ. But David Lynch should do a, a version of that because it's set in kind of like the weird, horrible, little liminal, scuzzy spaces that you get in, say, Wild at Heart and yeah, yeah. Mulholland Drive and that sort of horrible little backwoodsy bits and things like that. But the cast has got to be... Uh, the main woman's got to be Grace of Brisky. Uh, the, the, uh, there's there's a guy who just is John Landis. When you see <laughs> when you watch the documentary, it's John Landis, so he's got to play it. And David Yale from the Jesus Lizard has got to be uh, a guy called um, uh, Ken Barnes in it, who went fishing with the Mad Crack Lady. So and he'd be perfect in it as well. So yeah, excellent. So that definitely. But again, you just want yeah. I think you want to see. Like you say, is you you want to see people out of. I don't usually do this. Yeah, people yeah. out of their comfort. Yeah. Well, I would love to see John Landis in a film acting because. Mm. I, th- I, I think I love John Landis. Good. I think he would be. You know, I think he probably doesn't. I I, I would imagine. I don't imagine he'd have much trouble with it. I mean, he stuck his ass in most of his movies doing stunts and stuff. So I don't think he'd have a problem with exactly. He's very it. charismatic. I think he'd just. I think he'd make a really good. Actor, or like at least a decent cameo in. Mm, yeah, what's that film where every director's in it at one point? It's like the like like just there's one scene where it's like it's like a it's like a post uh, like a police crime scene, and they go through it and it's like Clive Barker and George Romero and just oh, they're passing it. Through. Oh, um, Sleepwalker or something Walker. Got cat-faced people in it. Yeah, yeah, Sleepwalker, the Sleepwalking ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, I'm sure it's that. There's a bit where it's just like after the first victim's found, everyone at the crime scene who has a, has a line is a horror director, and like Clive oh, Barker's the fingerprints guy and Jules Romero's. I need to go. And uh, yeah, I'm that. sure it's yeah. I don't think I'm not sure. I don't think John Lemus is in that, but yeah, there's like and Joe Dante is possibly one of the guys oh, as well. But yeah, Joe Dante. So, Chris, <laughs> yeah. time is up. Yeah, so I would go for, uh, and I've sort of wanted this for a while, but a kind of a sequel to Event Horizon and still questioning, like, so it would be really serious and it probably would need to have Sam Neill in again. Mm. But the way that it questions what is evil, um, but with the addition of a sci fi element. So, yeah, yeah. trying to make it where it's possibly something that could happen in the future, the same way the Gravity Drive worked in that. Mm. Um, but then elements of things like, say, The Witch, where you're not absolutely sure and you could explain it one way or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I really like the sci-fi slash philosophy. Um, yeah, and very serious and dark. Okay, that's good. And who would be in it? Well, that's it. So, I, I, like, I'm trying to think back through all the films we've watched and it's... Yeah, I, I don't know... I don't really know who I like the most. Um so that's why, yeah, I, I suppose yeah. I can think of Sam Neill, but I don't know who else I would choose yet. Um, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. So thank you very much for your question, Sarah. Um, Shall we move on to the next question? Uh, 
Our next question comes from... From Pinball Bobby. Hello. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Um, so, he's asked, <coughs> uh, what are your favourite non-horror movies? Um, so, Adam suggested, rather than us just rifling off a few, um, if we pick five each. Um, so, I would suggest we go round the circle in a countdown fashion, starting at number five and working our way up to our favourite non-horror so, Chris, would you like to start with your number five? Yeah, number five, I put Shawshank, which I know was like top for a lot of people for a long time, but I watched it again not too long ago, and I thought it still is, it does have an element that it gets across in a powerful way, um, you know, something pretty deep about someone who's innocent and, you know, the amount of times that must have really happened to mm. people and the fact that he manages to get away. So, yeah, I still think that's up there. That is a fantastic movie. Adam? Um, I mean, I don't think mine were in any order, but no. I'll go first. I'll go Stalker for my first Stalker? one. Stalker is a uh, Russian sci-fi movie, okay. but it is just it's 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 basically it's a movie about Chernobyl that was made before Chernobyl because okay. it's it's almost it's almost a bit like Annihilation in the same. It's that same sort of thing of something's happened and there's a blocked off piece of land yeah. that people could go in and out of but the government have restricted it and tried to stop people going in but there's people called stalkers who can guide you through it Okay. and they go in and basically they f- they're looking for a room and if you go to if you find the room you go in there you can ask for whatever you want Okay. so it's sort of you know weird wish fulfilment thing but the, it's like one, it's really weird because the, it starts off in sepia mm. and almost sort of Wizard of Oz style. When they go into the zone, it goes colour. But the zone, it feels like Chernobyl because it's like it's a no go area, there's no one there, yeah. weird shit's happened. But it's there's so much sort of odd stuff in it because um, time moves differently in pockets of it and things go backwards. At, some, at one what point, they lose. Um, nineteen seventy. Bloody hell! Eight, possibly. That's way. I mean, it's, it's, it's way, it's way before sort of thing. But yeah, there's like bits of time move differently. At one point, because it's like two, it's two guys are taken in by this stalker, by like by this guide, and at one point they lose one of them, but they haven't noticed they've lost one of them, and then he's back again. But then they're surprised because he's back and. Okay. There's like bits of bits of the land shift places, and there's like buildings but abandoned, and the aesthetic of it is wonderful. It, it looks like a day out over the country park, like the airfield hmm. near me, but um, and it's got like but with damaged like ruined buildings and things like that, and it's just like they stalk through this thing, and it's just yeah, just a great dreamy movie, really sort of yeah, excellent, great, yeah, that sounds good. Adam, um, I also doubt the order, but just going for the list, I think I'm going to choose Blues Brothers. Mm. That may appear on my list as well. Again, I just suppose. because the music is fantastic. Obviously, yeah. John Belushi, Dang Out Quiet, yeah. they're just John Landis, just at his absolute <laughs> best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Good call. Um, just a brilliant piece of work. And also, the thing that makes me go, oh, yeah, I do like musicals. Yeah. I, I'm the same. I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's true. Mm, yeah, yeah. That because you, I remember you talking about that like, before. I think you posted something about South Park. It's like South Park's a musical, surely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is very much. It so, is. Yeah. And Rocky Horror, I love yeah. Rocky Horror. So I hate most musicals, but I like a good. Com- I think it's yeah. a comedy musical. Is what? Little Pet Shop. I, th- I think it's. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 absolutely. A lot of the time, I think it's just the quality of the tunes. Yeah. If you don't do show tunes, you know, then most musicals are probably going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're right. Um, okay, so I've based mine because mine because mine sort of changed quite randomly. So what I've decided to do is based it base it on films I've most frequently watched. I thought was probably the fairest way of doing it. Um, so for me, at number five, uh, to re mention it again, School for Scoundrels. Um, old black and white Ealing is it Ealing comedy? I believe it I is. believe it's Ealing yeah um, yeah so a guy he's really nice but he's really meek and he gets taken advantage of so he goes to the school for lifemanship which basically teaches him how to be a, how to always be one up on everybody else by being a shitbag um, and his nemesis is Terry Thomas so he's trying to get with this woman. <laughs> Terry Thomas is trying to steal her from under him. Yeah. So he goes to this lifemanship class as a way of learning to make him look like a dick. Um, oh, and it's just brilliant. It's so much fun. Yeah. But surely Terry Thomas is like an ultimate scoundrel, surely. It, well, yeah. he, he absolutely is. Yeah. And that's the thing. So, yeah, so he goes and sort of plays it, you know, sort of fights him his own game, as it were, from doing this lifemanship thing. Uh, yeah, and it's, oh, it's, just, it's just phenomenal. I'm not really a massive fan of the old black and white the British healing stuff um, but yeah there's just something about that that just tickles me every time I watch it and I never get bored um, so on to number four um, yeah so Chris your number four is Interstellar oh yes Christopher Nolan um, yeah I, almost the longer since I watched it Wow! Boom! That was, uh, hell, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So like I've just opened a beer and it has literally just exploded. <laughs> it's the new ring pools where the whole top of the can comes off. It looks like cat food. It does, yeah, it does yeah, look yeah. a bit like yeah. cat food. I think they're really cold, but, but yeah, I wasn't Can you actually drink from that now, like, like that? that? Yeah, yeah. It looks like it should be sharp. Yeah, it, it no, does. No, it's totally round. Right, okay. Where does that feel like series sort of one or two Red Dwarf? I yeah. don't know why it just does. <laughs> it's got a toaster that's been. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's something about uh, the reality of that which seems, you know, it, it's a wormhole, but it seems plausible that that could happen. Mm. And just the the profoundness of his mission is to, you know, go and save the world, but he's got to lie to his children to do it. And he ages, or no, so he doesn't age, they age, mm. you know, and he's got to make that choice, and obviously it goes a bit wrong, and, and like, uh, yeah, I just found that pretty deep, I suppose, because quite as you could imagine, what would you do in that situation? It's a difficult call, but obviously you've got to save the world if you can, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Save the people, but you know, at a big personal cost, but not one, it's like, if people just die, you kind of can deal with that, but it's the fact that it's going through the process of you can see it all happening you know yeah. what's going to happen but you've still got to make that choice yeah like, it's pretty difficult yeah well it was a really good film I did thoroughly yeah. enjoy that and it seemed yeah, plausible science based to some degree Adam your number four my number four probably won't need to explain too much uh, airplane <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it's just one of those things where that is impossible not to cheer me up that is impossible not to sort of 
right, okay, airplanes, I will watch the rest of this. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my number four. Right? I'm assuming that everyone's seen it. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Nice and good Adam? Uh, for me, it's probably Leon. Ooh. Oh, that mm. is a good choice. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Gary Oldman, which, oh, yeah. Yeah, which just, yeah, it's a fantastic film. Again, mm. everyone's probably seen it. So. Well, I only yeah. saw it fairly recently, about mm. two years ago, you mm. were saying about it, Adam, and I was like, oh, it's one of those things I kept meaning to catch mm. up with and never quite did. And that's Natalie Portman, isn't it? Yeah. 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 first yeah, role, yeah. Probably, probably her best, to be honest. Yeah, probably. So. Sorry, no, yeah. no, but you did mention Annihilation earlier, and I watched it a little while ago, and I actually thought it was quite good. She is good in yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, maybe not her best role but still yeah good enough definitely. No, she won an Oscar for Black Swan so oh, yeah that's true yeah. Yeah. but still yeah in Leon it was exceptional especially yeah. for her age and that yeah um, but who is the main actor Jack Winger no, oh Jean Renaud but has yeah. he been in anything else because he did a good job in that he's, but he's in Godzilla yeah he's in he's in Godzilla yeah. maybe he just doesn't suit many he's well because he's a French, French. actor so he's yeah. in a lot of okay. he's in a lot of Luke Besson's other stuff because yeah. okay. he basically plays Leon in a film called La Femme Nikita right or okay. just nothing it's just Nikita actually. Hmm. but yeah uh, where, uh, which is that. about a girl who gets basically she's give, given a choice of you're right you can go on the death you can have a death sentence She's not watching spots become yeah, an assassin. assassin. Right, yeah, it's, okay. yeah, it's, no, she's it's this is all in France, but yeah. Mm. And towards the end of it, a hit job goes wrong and they have to send the cleaner. Mm. And it's he turns up and basically it's one of the finest it you know you know like in Leon mm. where it's the the, the fat man mm. sequence where he basically goes around and kills his entire fucking crew. Yeah. It, this basically is like that in a minute takes place in Nikita because it's yeah. like right we're sending Victor the cleaner and then you just see him sort of waddle through in his coat and he's dressed the same he's got the hat the, the beanie and the glasses mm-hmm. and everything else like that yeah and he basically just slowly wipes out this entire lot so he can go upstairs and um, they end up like covering the body in acid but then the person starts moving because it turns out she had bot- she had botched the hit quite badly oh and God. yeah and weirdly enough, it got remade um, with Bridget Fonda. Okay. I think it was just called The Assassin or something like that. But And uh, Harvey Keitel plays that character. Plays oh, the, nice. the, the Who turns up at the end and sort of, yeah. But um, And he's in, oh, what's that film with Rob De Niro? Ronin? Yes, yes. He's in that. He's, he's, he's in like sort of loads of bits and pieces here, but I think that's probably, that's the only one that I can really... Yes, primary actor, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a yeah, cool. And also, Claire has a thing where she's always like, oh, I suppose, oh, Gary Owens in it, I suppose he's going to mumble, is he? It's like, right, we're watching fucking Leon because mm. he did not mumble. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. Everyone! <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times when I'm sitting at work and all I've got in my head is Gary Owens screaming, <laughs> I haven't got time for this Mickey Mouse bullshit! <laughs> uh, right, so my at number four... Um, is Deadpool. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd been anticipating this film for a year. It came out. Uh, we went and saw it an opening night, didn't we, Chris? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was in no way disappointed. Thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. I know some people were talking shit about it, and they were like, well, you know, it's not really very deep or very... Blah, but it was entertaining. It's all for, about family. Yeah, it was two hours of just non-stop laughs and like, proper laugh-out-loud <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was like, you can't go wrong with it. I didn't 
I didn't need it to be Citizen Kane. Mm. I needed it to be really entertaining for two hours. And Ryan Reynolds is obviously mm. phenomenal in it, so um, he is dreamy. <laughs> um, it's a curious thing though to have like how that must be to be like right so I was the Green Lantern and I've literally killed that franchise yeah. <laughs> and now I'm Deadpool and everyone wants me yeah. you know, that's, that's <laughs> especially after the the Wolverine film as well when you uh, yeah. yeah to have brought it back from there and Deadpool 2 I enjoyed every bit as much as the first one if I'm honest mm. um, but I've only watched that once so I didn't want to put that in the list instead mm-hmm. because Although it was a toss-up between the two, I, I've watched Deadpool now about four times, and I've only seen the second one once, so I don't know how well it will hold up to multiple viewings. Chris, you're number three. I'm starting to get slightly concerned about my state of mind, because because uh, <laughs> I've realised that there's a bit of a pattern here, so I've gone for Requiem for a Dream. Oh, So, so I'm definitely not heading in the... Uh, so who are at home, mate? <laughs> 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 well, I when you just said, like, you know, you've gone for a funny one, I thought, oh yeah, that's a point. Well, what's happened to all my funny ones? So <laughs> that, that just you know, it's it's hard to watch, but yes, yeah, it, is. it was just seriously well made. I thought it got across the message in a very powerful way. Yeah, that's true. It definitely does what it sets out yeah. to do. Um, yeah, and but just makes you really uncomfortable mm-hmm. with doing it, which is mm-hmm. obviously what he yeah. intended. You know, I think my my number three. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll see your Darren mm. Aronofsky and I'll raise you a Darren Aronofsky because I'll go with Pi. Yeah, oh, Ooh. that is that is good. Because yeah. that, I mean, I, I like I like all his other stuff that I've seen, but Pi is just yeah unto itself. Because I will put in now like a caveat is there's there are so many films where I keep going. I got, every, when I was thinking about this, every every film I was going through like the sort of mental road of text, and it was like supernatural element out. Supernatural Element. I out. did exactly the same. There's so I was much like, where I was big like, trouble. Yeah. No, the yeah. Burbs. No. Yeah, they kind of. Yeah. It's like it's like most yeah. it's like most of Ben Wheatley stuff. Yeah. It's like I would you know if any any top ten of films for me would include Kill List, but it can't in this because mm. it's the non horror one, and it's like even though that doesn't have that, but mm. yeah, oh, but in terms, but Pi definitely Pi because that's the thing. Is even a lot of the sci-fi like is. Mm. Bouldering in the horror light, yeah, you know, yeah, I it, because yeah. I thought Requiem, yeah, is edgy enough, you know. I think we talked about it before. Mm. What, Requiem for Dream horror, is, is, a, is a genuine horror film, yeah, like but it's about as horrible not a horror as, film, no, yeah. But but again, Pyre does have the especially the way it's shot, the, mm. the artistic sort of style of it is very, yeah, the soundtrack dark. is absolutely yeah. phenomenal, yeah. Mm. And that was, like, I suppose. I don't know if I saw any he's got any before that, but yeah, the way he uses the sound effects with what's going on, yeah, he's so yeah, it's a really good effect. Mm. Yeah, mm. Adam, you're number three. Yeah, so it's Totoro, the Studio Ghibli. Oh, film. oh yeah. Sorry, or anything really by Ghibli. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's fantastic production house, and even though it's a kids' film, it just makes me smile. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. And it had the weirdest because Claire introduced me to it because yeah. like, I've seen some Studio Ghibli, but like Claire sort of really liked liked a lot of it, and so she said, "Right, well, I'll show you my neighbour Totoro," mm. and then we watched it. And Disney, I'm like an abused child because of Disney <laughs> because every single yeah. bit in that where you think something bad's going to happen, it doesn't. Yeah, it's like the dad doesn't come on; he's fucking dead. 
Oh yeah. no, it turns out he just got the he's just, just the weight laid. Yeah. 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 The mum's in hospital. She's gonna fucking die. No, she don't. Yeah. It's always gone missing. Oh no, fine. It's like, but like Disney have just made me think. Right, something yeah. fucking bad. Yeah. 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 Animation's beautiful. The soundtrack, just mm. the whole lot is just a beautiful film. So. Yeah. See, I've not seen My Neighbour Totoro, but I have seen like Kiki's Delivery Service yeah. and Spirited Away. Spirited Away. House Moving and Castle. Yeah. House yeah. Moving Castle. Do not watch Grave of the Fireflies. No. Oh Christ, no. <laughs> no yeah. No. That'll, that'll be on your list next time. That makes Ray for a drink look like airplane. <laughs> yes, like, that's, oh. Beautiful, but you yeah. can only ever watch it once. Yeah, beautiful, but I'm glad I never have to watch it again. <laughs> I need to rewatch Spirited Away. Um, I put that House Moving Castle, but Spirited Away won all the awards. So mm. I was so yeah. unprepared I loved for it. Yeah, again, and that twist at the end, I was yeah. just like, didn't see that coming yeah. at all. It was just was phenomenal. Um, so my number three is. Hot fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I nearly passed it out because of the slasher element, but I was like, I think it's such a minor element in it yeah, yeah. that I decided it was, it, yeah, it wasn't quite in the Burbs territory and I would keep it in. Mm. Um, love Hot Fuzz. It's one of my, it, uh, the next three films on this list are all my, if I don't know what to watch, I will pick one of these three films. It doesn't matter what mood I'm in. Mm. I can put it on and I'll just love every minute. And Hot Fuzz is... So I recently watched World's End. What did you make of it? Well, so I, I really had trouble getting past Simon Pegg's role in it because <laughs> like, I, I like him and he just was obviously such a unlikable but not <laughs> quite. He's, you know... But it's like, Dean, oh. Dean explained it to me so well. It was mm. unbelievable. <laughs> he just went... Simon Pegg obviously just realised that Nick Frost always has the best lines, so he took Nick Frost's role. Because yeah. Nick Frost should play he's his a, character yeah. and he should be Nick Frost's yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is a good point. You know, Simon Pegg would be the guy who's grown up who yeah. now is yeah. working and, look, we're in an office, stop being silly. Yeah. And mm. Nick Frost would still be going around with his Sister the Mercy jacket on. And like, yeah. <laughs> so, it, so I definitely appreciated it from the, like, the, you know, maybe trying to do something different. But yeah, I wondered, because it did remind me of Hot Fuzz. Yeah. You know a, a bit, but so yeah. So so it's interesting. You chose Hot Fuzz as yeah. I I, I Hot Fuzz was my favourite of the three. Um, I did like the World's End. I, I've watched it probably three or four times. Um, Even more so than Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. See, I really like Shaun of the yeah. Dead, but I think I might have. I think it's one of those. I really enjoyed it, but I think Hot Fuzz has got a lot more going on. Mm. So it's it's rewatchability. I yeah. think is higher for me. Um, but yeah, Shaun of the Dead was. I suppose this World's End was more similar to Shaun of the Dead. Perhaps. Yeah, because they, so, yeah. they're kind of like they were sort of zombies, but robots. Instead. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, really good film. But yeah, Hot Fuzz is my favourite of the year. Like, on reflection, I think if I was to choose any to watch it, it'd be Hot Fuzz. Mm. Like, right now, because mm. yeah, I think Shaun of the Dead I just killed. Yeah. Ironically, um, although still brilliant but then I think also when it's now like it's like I said earlier when I was listening to that thing where they were talking about Dead Set yeah and I was like do I want to rewatch Dead Set I really want to oh no I just can't be asked watching anything with zombies it's yeah. sort of everything um, is so zombied out that I think yeah. that's one of the casualties of it which is a shame mm. it shouldn't be yeah but yeah I would be like no I'll, I'll stick on old phones yeah. yeah and it also features the one incidence of someone doing something that should happen in pretty much all films 
or, or anything with an antagonistic nature is someone should say pack it in Ken you silly bastard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's what you want someone to do in a film you know big speeches and everything are all okay but, all okay, but someone at some point should just say look at yourself get over it for fuck's sake stop you know yeah. just, that's what, yeah. mm. the voice of reason needs to come out of those <laughs> Chris you're number two yeah so this is where I'm not sure about the, uh, the ordering uh, but I, I thought oh, I've got to look back through films that stood out and so for our childhood one of the biggest was Aliens so at this point I thought I'll put something a bit less miserable in there um, so yeah so I went for that because it was I don't know just we as children like loads of the uh, quotes from it you know it was just a big part of our childhood so, mm. so I thought yeah I'll put that in there so that's a good choice it's good action and mm. again sci-fi so and you know the aliens like it just adds yeah loads of the elements that worked yeah it's good that aliens was very much like a like action film like alien yeah. was very yeah. horror it's like yeah. terminator as well very much horror yeah yeah for some reason yeah. like we i don't know i mean i guess we were too young but we missed alien until yeah. much later yeah, so we saw aliens and it was like yeah. that, that just stood out as yeah. well this is something new because i know. think also uh, aliens actually does the trick of you can watch that mm. yeah you you can watch that with it it's if that had just plopped out on its own, an alien had never existed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's it's not unusual to have a character sort of brought in who's like, oh, I've seen this before, but they'll just tell you it in backstory yeah. rather yeah, yeah. than they actually have done the film before. Yeah. So yeah, I can see why. I think that's another reason why Aliens did so well because you didn't need. It's not like Empire Strikes yeah, Back or something where it's continuing. It's not a serial. Yeah, it is a genuine sequel. But I think for the age that I watched it, it was uh, it had enough intrigue. Like you know, there's the the guy who's got his agenda. Um, you know, so he's trying to sort of mess them up because he wants to get the aliens back as a weapon. So that's sort of like all you know. Mm. You sort of see a sense of this actually goes on in the world a bit. Um, yeah, and the girl, you know, so you're worried about her. So just yeah, loads of bits in it that really worked. Oh, before I forget as well interesting thing that just came out of nowhere just dropped in my lap on an article on something the mm. other day um, Lambert in Alien mm. yeah. and it relates to aliens uh, is meant to be transgendered because in Aliens and this is someone's obviously just sat there with like the pause button on the blue mm. right? They, go, they have like a scroll of everyone who was on the Nostromo yeah. mm. and it's got their psyche vax at the bottom of it yeah and uh, evaluations rather at the bottom of it and Lambert says following gender realignment as a child has shown no problems psychologically living as a woman okay so just out of the out of nowhere that there's that sort of element to it and it's never you know it's it's not something that was brought up but somehow it's it's not mentioned in any way in film at all somehow it's just in there but it's just a weird sort of thing that suddenly out of the blue yeah Someone posted a picture the other day of Chevy Chase from National Lampoon's Vacation. Um, when he goes to Wally World, he's actually wearing an Ostromo cap. Have you ever noticed this? Oh, I've never noticed this. Yeah, next time you watch it, he's got a baseball cap on. It's for the Ostromo. Oh, wow. How just totally random. That's for no reason whatsoever. Um, Adam, number two? Right, number two has got to represent pretty much everything... Because I like I like a lot of crime stuff. I like sort of serial killer things and so on and so forth. But I'm just going to represent crime with the Longer Friday, yeah. Because it's got it's got gangsters, it's got Bob 
fucking Hoskins <laughs> owning this shit. Yeah. It's got uh, Charlie from Casualty occasionally looking people in the eye, which he never did in Casualty. <laughs> Ellen Mirren, it's just, yeah, that's just... Even though I could have put in auto number of Scorsese's that I'm a fan of, yeah. Tarantino and things like that, Longer Friday just as the edge, and it's like that's that's family tradition in my house, like the Blues Brothers or something like that. Yeah. Longer Friday is just like that's me and my dad and there. That was just yeah, Your solid. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Like when I shot John, when I shook John Landis by the hand and said, oh, "My sister and my father would never forgive me if I didn't do this," and he looked at me a bit, so I'm like. You've not got anything on you, like a knife. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Longer Friday. Excellent. Adam? Number two for me, probably Watchmen. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Just frankly, it's just fantastic. It's just, it's a, at the time, it was a superhero film which wasn't a superhero film. Yeah. Mm. It's very much, it was gritty, it was just different style, and obviously the, the cinematography in it's just fantastic. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. beautiful looking film, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's only a tragedy that um, they didn't get Robert Downey Jr. to be the comedian. Because I remember yeah, when, 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 I, made very good. when yeah. I read the yeah. comic, yeah. I was like, that's just Robert Downey Jr. to yeah. play his character. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me some spoilers? Because I don't know anything about it. No, I can't. You've got to watch oh, it. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm nearly, it's, it's I'm nearly the films, other day. Okay. Yeah, it's just one of the films you can't really. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah definitely watch it. Yeah, it's, it's. I won't discuss the the changing of the ending though, because there was no. Yeah, it's totally film, different. But yeah, so. But I think they do it in a in a way that I think works. I think it works fine, and. In, from reading the comic to that, it's like, mm. yeah, you, you can't understand. It makes sense. Yeah. It actually yeah, makes so. sense more thematically in the thing, yeah. really. It's yeah. okay, so I guess you have to make changes for cinematic yeah, yeah. Like, um, like Ready Player One, big changes to the story. Yeah. yeah. And seems plausible. Re- you know. Yeah, rewatched that again twice yeah. recently. I've not seen it yet. And oh, I've heard you guys talk don't. about it quite a bit yeah. on the uh, show, so. Uh, yeah, it's just as you were saying, like with the eighties nostalgia, mm, yeah, it's all of that yeah. stuff just crammed in so tightly that every time you watch it, you spot new yeah. stuff in it. And it. So, is it a great film even without nostalgia? References? Yes, I think just so, as a film, it, is, it yeah. worked yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. is basically the film. If you fell asleep and started dreaming of the eighties and computer games, that's the film you probably <laughs> yeah. end up with. Really. Yeah. yeah, it's really good, and it did make me go and watch Buckaroo Benzai, which we see is no bad thing. <laughs> Um, so my number two will be very brief because we've already discussed it. Adam, what are you confused about? No, I was just trying to think of another fi- uh, uh, Turbo oh, Kid. Looking at the no, 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 no. Turbo Kid was very good. good. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I, I really want to watch, watch it, but it was yeah. just it was just you saying Buckaroo Bands on. I was yeah. like, there's an, what's that film? Yeah, Sorry, Turbo just, Kid. Yeah. Remind me before well, you well, leave. Nintendo Glove, which yeah. is fantastic. Remind yeah. me before you leave, I've got it on Blu-ray. I'll lend it to you. Oh, jamming, yeah. Um, yeah, so my number two will be very brief because we've already discussed it. It is The Blues Brothers. Mm. Um, <coughs> yeah, one of those films as a kid you could sit down and watch once a week quite easily. The songs were brilliant. Got the soundtrack on vinyl and listened to it on a regular. Listened to it last night actually when we were guests. So over. quotable. And that car chasing as well was the biggest one yeah. ever at the time. So yeah. Carrie Fisher. Yeah. 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 I should really watch this then, shouldn't I? Have you not seen the Blues Brothers? No. Definitely. Oh, Blues Brothers, fantastic. It's, it's yeah. appeared twice now in the list, at least number yeah. two, and it's got Carrie Fisher in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, what have it's I been doing James with James Brown? Yeah, it's exactly. Well, yeah. It's I'm sending you on with that. It's a curious thing as well because the Blues Brothers. The only problem yeah. is with it, in, not problem, but the only thing 
that's unsuitable for children is the language. Yeah. Mm. Yes. But other than that, it it's is just sure. a film that's like it because I think that's yeah, we just watched it as like a family well, film for years, like you yeah. said. Yeah. We've got Nazis in there, I guess. Oh yeah, 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 Nazis. Yeah, but we hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah, as you say, the, the language is the only thing that makes it yeah, not kid-friendly. There's, 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 no, there's no sex, there's no, no yeah. No real violence. The violence is cartoonish no, yeah, beyond belief. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you can get bazookas and crawl out of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> not say a word about it, just carry yeah. on your day. Now, funny enough, I did play the computer game Blues Brothers. Though. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack's amazing. I don't suppose yeah, it's yeah, the soundtrack. It's so, so, so good. Je- long bit, about five years before I even had a rental player, um, Jennifer picked it up in a charity shop for like four quid or something, just brought yeah. it home. Yeah, and I just had it yeah. on the wall. as mm. like a... Yeah, and then got the record player. I was like, oh, I wonder if it actually... Yeah, and it comes out on a regular basis now. It's perfect background when you've got people over it's a it's just mm. sad thinking back how many people have now just died and no longer with us so. yeah. Mm. yeah yeah it's only really down and down and down it's still going yeah. isn't it yeah oh and Frank Oz yeah, yeah okay. John Landis as well although he's yeah. always great but. Um, I think he is I think he's I think he's a I think he's a trooper who falls over or something because he's he does a stunt in pretty much everything else like American Werewolf and everything yeah, so, yeah 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 so he may well be um, Chris number one can you guess? No, go on. No? No. We've said it before. The way the wind blows. On the, on the basis of your previous ones, I'm going with the way the wind blows or the, uh, or the toad is king. Sallow. <laughs> go on. No, well, this Sorry. is probably my happiest, but I, the bits that I really like are the saddest in it, but it's Star Wars and New Hope. Hey! Oh, yes. But the bits that stand out for me is Luke looking into the horizon at the two suns, and again, seeing that when you're young it's like yeah like mm. I hope to someday go out into space yeah. just as he does you know. it's such an iconic scene yeah yeah, yeah it's, so. the movie's full of iconic it's just mm. one of the most beautiful films ever shot the fact that it was done on next to nothing mm. the, the character design and everything it's just it's a flawless film it really two, is two of the finest corpses ever in, in, in film as yeah well. in, a, in a PG well, it, movie yeah, as well his aunt and uncle yeah yeah mm. Mm. I, ne- I never realised they were actually showing skeletons until way older for some reason yeah. I just never picked that up because yeah, on VHS you couldn't see yeah like that, that could be yeah, it's possible <laughs> and, 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 and actually yeah. uh, they now cut it if they show uh, it yeah. well it does that, it's the only bit that I think it's the only bit would, of any of them I'd that skip they that cut. bit when showing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. showing your kids yeah. I mean still quite frankly I mean that I handled that no problem. Disney, Jesus Christ! Mm. <laughs> Still well, watch it down. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I wouldn't even dream of rewatching mm. that. Yeah. Fucking hell! Mm. That's another one we've. Oh no! I could have been on there. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> tremendous film. Gosh. That's like you as well, but unsupervised. Mm. Like, yeah. Who yeah. watches that? So yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure you is unsuitable. Yeah. Unsuitable for anyone. Requiem for a Dream, Elephant Man, Dragon the Fireflies. If you've come out of this with dry eyes, you <laughs> have no soul. <laughs> That's the psychopath test. That's all they need yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Grow the fire, like how you feeling? All right, should we get mm. a pizza? Right, lock him up. Lock yeah. him the fuck up. Adam, your number one? My number one is genuinely my favourite film of all time, which is The Nine Lives of Thomas Katz. Mm. Yes, and I'm not being an obtuse prick. Yeah. I just really love the film. I still need to see yeah. it. It's... It, it's weird because it it can sneak in on this because like I said I was going through everything else and it'd be like um, ghosts no monsters no you know it's yeah. a, a horror element or anything 
there's magic in there's magical thinking and magic within it and sort of supernatural things but they are never done in any way shape or form as anything other than almost like this is how the world works yeah there's no sort of it, none of it is used in a, it, none of it is used as a scare yeah and it's basically actually I think you probably did here Chris because it basically it is like a whimsically bleak apocalypse that takes place in London you're so unmoved one day <laughs> seriously it does ha- it has that element and it's basically this this spirit appears from the underworld called Thomas Katz and he body he jumps like body swaps his way through various people in the film to bring about the end of the world okay. uh, via um, and there's sort of stuff in there like the guy who's terrified of the happy eater because he has a recurring dream in which the happy eater has just come from eating his wife and children there's what, the, the little the little, little, the little man, man with, with, the, with yeah. the mouth yeah and, it, and yeah so there's that there's there's a, the, the chief of police uh, does sort of solves crimes psychically with scrying and he's blind um, and yeah he just hops from a cab driver to a minor politician who declares war so that calls and then mm. and so, yeah just bounces around all these various people there's a tuning you, you know the innovations catalogue in this it has the tuning fork of utter destruction which will kill any child who hears it um and just yeah but it's like I say it is just funny yeah. but in such a sort of like and the police all go mad so there's as as they're going on there's just the chief and his assistant left hmm. because they're just going oh yeah there's been a report uh, someone's reported a lot of windows in uh, Hailsham uh, and just yeah a report of uh, the bollards singing outside <laughs> the uh, town hall and yeah everyone just yeah it's just great weird fucked up film and um, yeah but definitely add that but to just my in a sort of I just like it it's just yeah I'll accept that apocalypse. It's nice to me. It was sounding like you might have sneaked a horror-esque <laughs> film. Yeah, it isn't really, because that's the weird thing. I can't find anything... There's nothing sort of horror about it, but it does feature supernatural elements and weird things and death, And but it's all done in such a sort of off way that mm. I can't really fathom. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. So yeah, definitely, definitely need to check that. Adam, your number one. Um... Uh, it's Minion of Light, Monty Python. Hey. Oh, nice. Yeah. That is good. So, it's like, just Monty Python, it's just fantastic. It's so quotable, and it's just, yeah. uh, so all the different parts in it, and how they've tried to make a linear story out of it and so on. Mm-hmm. But it's just, just quoting it as a kid. Yeah. I think it's dated the best, actually. Oh, I used the best, rather. Yeah. yeah it's just all them, it's, it's like mini sketches all yeah. together, yeah. and so on. It's mm-hmm. just, just beautiful day. It's just British humour as well. Everyone's yeah. just well, just, just fantastic. Just before, um, just before Claire uh, gave birth, I showed her machine the birth. Thing. Yeah, the birthing <laughs> yeah. suit. There is a picture of me in scrubs next to the machine that goes thing. thing. Oh, that's my favourite. <laughs> yeah. And this is the most expensive machine in the hospital. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> Is it a boy or a girl? Oh, it's a bit bit early to be forcing gender positions on him, isn't it? <laughs> and that's why it's one of my favourite films. Yeah. Just because you can keep on going out, rugby yeah. and masters and yeah. just... Because <laughs> oh. yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it's like, 
it's it's nice because it kind of shows that they could still cut it. Yeah. Because it's when's that eighty seven? Yeah, it's one of the later ones. It's really well, late, long, like so. in the day for them, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And obviously, everyone says like Life of Brian, which is obviously a fantastic film. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, did you at all find it difficult to choose between them? But... Yeah. So Life of Brian, so but I think Minion Life's probably my favourite. Mm. So. It's the truest to the TV show. Yeah, the movie, yeah. because yeah, it, of their sk- more sketch. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so my number one is Clue. Back to John Landis again. Um, the Cluedo, the Cluedo with, movie, yeah. Tim Curry. Yes, yeah. um, flames, yeah. flames on the side of my head. Yeah. <laughs> There's just something about it that. I can just watch it over. Like literally, there have been times when I've been hungover and I've been like, "Oh, oh I feel awful. What can I do?" Oh, I'll put Clue on. That made me feel better. And there have been times when I've sat and watched it, and it gets to the end, and I just restart and watch the whole thing again. I just absolutely love it. It's just mental, and uh, yeah, it has such a phenomenal cast as well. Obviously, so yeah, so Tim Curry and uh, Christopher Lloyd is in it. Um, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it, yeah, it is out of cast. Yeah. And they do, the, how many endings do they do? They do three, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so on my DVD, you can select it so that it puts one of the endings mm. on at random oh, and then no, shows you the other yeah. two after. Oh, right. Does it have, like, werewolf break in there? Yeah. 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 Oh, and the beast <laughs> must oh, die. Oh, the beast yeah. must die, yeah. yeah. And I am still utterly bereft of why... That line was never sampled in the nineties by any number of thousands of fucking like dance yeah, yeah. bands. Did it. This is the werewolf break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that. So I've been on it. It's no, brilliant. It's, it's very so it's a daft. Com- comedy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the idea is. Mm. A bit like Cluedo, the idea is... Well, it's, it's what they call Clue... That's what they call... Uh, what Cluedo. The Americans yeah. call Cluedo, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, just Clue. So, it's, so, yeah. so they all arrive at the house, um, and the butler, Wadsworth, um, oh, is Tim Curry, yeah. who's got them all together, and the idea is they're all being blackmailed mm. by a guy named Mr. Body. Mm. Um, yeah, and they're all given a box with a weapon in, and... The lights go out, and when it comes on, Mr. Body is dead, and you've got to work out who killed him and how yeah. they got away with it. Um, but yeah, like all the weapons are on the table, so like, yeah. So you, the candlestick, lead pipe. Yeah, so yeah. the gun's gone off, but the bullet's in the wall, so you know that it wasn't the gun. But as I say, because they've all got these weapons and just put them down on the table, anybody could have picked yeah. anything up, and yeah, it's it, yeah. I really like it. It's really silly, slapsticky humour in places. Um, did you on a weird tangent? Did you ever watch Cluedo on ITV? I did because they yeah. did. Yeah. they used to do it because mm. they changed the cast quite a lot. Mm. But I remember because uh, the I remember watching it and I remember distinctly uh, Tom Baker was Reverend Green mm. or Professor Plum. I think it was Reverend Green. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, uh, but they used to do the same thing where it'd be like they had like a regular cast who were the Colonel Mustards, Miss yeah. White, etc. And yeah, they um, yeah, it was like and then was it studio audience like yeah, contestants, con- contestants yeah. like contestants sort of had to guess, to guess who it is. Yeah, like they would show them yeah, part, show, the, show them yeah. the murder, and then they'd get to see little bits afterwards yeah. and stuff. 
But yeah, they used to have some cool people in it because I, I think Christopher Biggins was Reverend Green at one point, <laughs> and yeah, just sort of yeah. So yeah, so thanks ever so much for your question, yeah. Bobby. Um yeah. yeah, as you can tell we obviously got quite a lot of mileage out of that. Um uh, sorry, out onto that. Is it out for them films? Would they also can make your lists if you was allowed horror films in there? Ooh, that is a very good question. Mm. Um is it interchangeable or would that list just totally evaporate? Mm. I don't think it would evaporate, but I think I would have to convert it to a top ten. Yeah. I think to slot in probably the five, five that would count more hor- or have a horror element. Mm-hmm. But then what horror ones would go higher? What would get displaced? I don't Well, I didn't really do them in any order, no, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, Apart right. from, like, like I say, No Lives Thomas Cats is my favourite yeah. film just because it's, yeah, it just is. I don't know. It's just, I discovered it one, on film four, like three o'clock in the morning once. And your obsessed. brain was just at the right. Yeah, it was. It was. It was right. that sort of thing where it's like it's three o'clock in the morning. I have not slept. I might as well have flu. <laughs> the way that I am actually functional as a human being. And, and it triggered all the perfect neurons. Yes, it, it, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, like a gift from God. Yeah, it was a little gift from God. Okay, film four. Mm. <laughs> I think Clue would probably bump down to possibly five by the time I'd squeezed in. Uh, big Trouble and yeah. The Burbs mm. and uh, yeah so I, I think it'd still be in there but yeah I think mm. other than that the others as you say they'd probably be in a top 10 or so but yeah, yeah but I, I think pretty much all get displaced yeah. Well, oh so, yeah, yeah yeah I think a lot would yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, so our final question sorry we've overrun quite a lot but it's a special episode mm. so you know mm-hmm. it's fine we're uh, always overrun it's 10 to 5 oh um so, our final question is from Adam, who has joined us this evening. Adam, um, would you like to make <laughs> your question Hello, for us? Um, <laughs> yes. So, as a child of the 80s, I feel we were introduced to soft horror and twisted towels at an early age with Count Duckla, Trapdoor, Demon Headmaster, which was BBC Children's series, Are You Afraid of the Dark, on Nickelodeon, Goosebump, and the various books, Eerie Indiana, Round the Twist, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and various films including Little Monsters, Ghostbusters, The Monster Squad, Hocus Pocus, to name but a tiny few. My perception is that horror is no longer marketed to children. If a vampire is in a children's film, he is more likely to talk about social inclusion than drain you of your blood. What is the panel's view on this, and do you believe it will have any implications to the genre going forwards? Well, what an excellent question. Yeah, yeah. And sorry for the length of the question as no, well. No, no, no. That's, 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 yeah. that's what got you on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I was keen to know your thoughts on it, Chris, because obviously with kids, mm. you are now watching a lot more of the current horror stuff. Yeah. Or the, the, the current kid stuff, which, as you say, in our era, had quite a lot of horror in it. Mm. So what did you... Yeah, well, so, at the moment, we've mostly avoided horror-type things with Toby, mm. but Eva's always been fascinated by them. Mm. But she's still a bit too young to have seen many. Mm. But any time she gets the opportunity to see something, she does. And there's one that was on Netflix called... I just can't think of the name now. Um, but it did probably do exactly what you've said, which is... It was horror themed, but the core 
messages were about working together yeah. and it's yeah. kids overcoming difficulties. But yeah. why I'm not sure uh, if that's a true representation is because it is aimed at her age. Yeah. And I don't Do know what age they should be. Any films actually, or sorry, horror programs or cartoons actually marketed for children currently? What actually led to... So, so Jennifer actually asked her, obviously her pupils are that bit older now, Um, so they're currently uh, later years in secondary, yeah, Yeah. so they're GCSE and simple, Um, but yeah, so she put the question to her class, um, and what they actually came back with um, was that the the only stuff that they sort of get in that genre... um, is there was a show called uh, Wizards of Waverly Hill, uh, mm. Waverly Place. Um, so I went and found an episode of that and watched it. Um, and yeah, it 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 wasn't in any way horror. It was like you say, it was um, it was more like a sitcom about teens in which yeah. one of them was a witch. Yeah. So there was no sort of dark element to it. Yeah. It was just she used magic to get her way Wait, and yeah. cause trouble. It was a lot like Bewitched, but for kids. Yeah. Um, made by Disney and features Selena Gomez. Um, the other things that they were saying, they, they had in their uh, younger years, um, is Young Dracula, which I don't know, uh, Mona the Vampire, which definitely falls more into yeah, what you were saying, where it's, and, yeah, and yeah. it takes all of that yeah. actual element out of it. Um, Courage the Cowardly Dog, um, and the Twilight movies. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah, if any any films where vampires sparkle surely should be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those, those, for, for the damage they've done to me in the time that I've wasted not watching the addiction, Vamp, <laughs> The Hunger, and yeah. um, just so many other brilliant vampire films because every time Twilight brought a new movie out, it put me off vampires for again. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, what her student said is. Um, yeah, so as you say, they didn't have the same sort of mm. introduction to it when they mm. were kids that we did. Mm. Um, but what wait, what ages were they then? What what was the so the group was sort of sixteen to well, yeah sort of yeah. But what ages were they? Yeah, like, what ages are we? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think for us it was all the way through because I remember even yeah. back when it was like watching the Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Like that. So, so, so you had like yeah. the Drac Pack and stuff yeah. mm. where you did have a villain who was up to yeah. stuff. And but then I think because you've got like the Drac Pack, don't no. they don't act like the monsters do? Because no. I don't think I don't think anyone does something where. The nearest is probably Scooby Doo, and yeah. even then, that always turns out to be Old yeah, Man Savile. So yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think I think my biggest I won't say gripe or anything like that, but I, I just had a perception. It might be very much a perception that there was just kids weren't being scared, or mm. it's a case yeah. of and and possibly that if kids are watching programs or films which. Uh, our horror characters are being used in, in a different way to interpret social issues mm. of the current time. Will they actually get vampires at later dates? Will they all yeah. be totally I like think, washed? Going, hold on, this vampire actually kills people. Yeah. Well, then or, this is what possibly. Yeah. Well, this so, is what Jennifer's students yeah. said. So, because they hadn't been introduced to it, they said yeah. unless it was a big budget, like blockbuster, none of them, none of them, out of the entire class. Mm. 
of what's it, thirty in a class now? Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a single one in there who was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I'd actively go and watch horror films." Just, mm. There was because you, you mentioned Goosebumps, yeah, from earlier, yeah. but there was a remake of. There was a Jack remake. Black. There was a Jack Black. So what age that was that aimed at? Yeah, yeah so good. No, Goosebumps were traditionally a group of it was like horror books for kids. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So and then then they've made this Goosebumps esque film, mm. uh, which is loosely based on some mm. of the books, yeah. but. Yeah, I was just, I thought it was, because we, I just remember having a lot of programmes, and maybe that's my perception with nostalgia and looking back mm. with rose-tinted oh, glasses think, think and so on. because I, I always gravitated towards that stuff, and there, yeah. was a, mm. like, there was a lot to go for, you know, you had the groovy ghoul, again, I know it's, no, like but like, it's not horror, horror, uh, yeah. but those, it's those characters. I wasn't too sure if it was due to the ratings now. So we've now been 12A and the lack of maybe a 15 certificate, really, because mm. everything falls under 12A. Films like, stuff like we mentioned earlier, like Monster Squads, mm. probably is too violent or gory, whatever, to mm. being a 12A, but it's not aimed for 18 plus audience. Yeah, so yeah. then films don't really get made yeah. or marketed yeah. it's, anymore. It's a weird, I think yeah. it's a weird thing, but it's also the, it's the same thing that's happened with the telly, but in yeah. an inverse way. Is there is, I think there really is a perception that you cannot show, obviously, the, I mean, especially like terrestrial broadcasters, they had a watershed, that's fucked now because yeah. who, who watches telly when telly's on? Yeah. But a lot of the broadcasters they sort of stick to this thing so I think a lot of the stuff marketed at kids particularly sort of smaller young, like younger kids or whatever like yeah. that they don't want to put anything scary in there just in case yeah. yeah so but then equally filmmakers or certainly studios don't want to commission anything with anything scary in it so because they, they want to so they can do the no, 15 like, audience yeah. like 12 a yeah. 15 audience rather than yeah, an 18, 18. So, so yeah, I think yeah. that the horror's been ebbed out because more because of people's perception of how it's affecting people than actually how it was affecting people. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, as you say, we all spent our lives searching that stuff out, with the exception of Chris. Um, but yeah, like, and we're not, you know, like we don't sleep with the lights on, and we're not scared of what's under. No, the, so I, I don't, I don't think getting scared is a bad thing how how it is different to a roller coaster I don't know yes it's that same element of well it's not necessarily the same element of scare and I think dread it's how you pitch it because mm. like the stone tape is a PG yeah. yeah but I would not show that no you know I would happily show sort of um, maybe sort of something more gory or mm. more actually or whatever mm. like that but the stone tape just sits at dread yeah, and stays there for the whole thing. Yeah, and because nothing happens in it, there's no swearing, there's no violence, there's nothing ostensibly, mm. you know, there's nothing in the tick box that they of oh, like, like this is sen- this yeah. is what yeah. this yeah. is why it should be censored. Much like, like like with the Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah, know, it's the swearing that keeps that yeah. at eighteen yeah. rather than and with literally nothing else because there is nothing else in there that you yeah. could not show. Yeah. to a child, you can show it to a child as long as you don't want as long as you don't mind them calling you a. Fat penguin, yeah. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Jesus. <laughs> How much for the little girl? Yeah. So, just to try and push back and play devil's advocate, yeah. the only examples I've got are, and I think you've mentioned it before, um, where I can remember that Toby actually got really scared afterwards was the Princess and the Frog, which I didn't watch, but he watched. Was that the Disney one? Yeah, he watched mm. one, and it's something about the bit at the end. He said, mm. and I didn't know what he was talking about because he watched it with his cousins. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, and it was something to do with something coming out of the wall, and that freaked him out for weeks. This, weirdly enough, Claire's mate's daughter had the same reaction, hmm. and I think Disney still puts it in there somewhere. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so that's the frogs. What? Maybe a few. It's years a few years now. Yeah, like it's seven probably years. Like, yeah. So I thought yeah, it was so. just you know I imagined it was just fun, but yeah, it was this thing at the end. I don't know yeah. what it was, but the only image I've got of it is something like that uh, Mighty Boosh, the spirit of. Jazz. It's, it's not jazz. unlike the spirit of jazz, but, but it's basically shadow monsters. Yeah, okay. And he did say something about shadows. There's one character in it, there's like because typical Disney film, it's like no one's coming out of this unscathed. We've got to kill off one of the main yeah. cast in a heroic act towards yeah. the end. And yeah, this character, who up until this point has been the sort of bumbling, oh, mm. you know, I mean they're all sort of bumbling companions, but he's been one of those in that sort of slot. And then, right in the end, he literally gets extinguished by these shadow creatures who almost like sort of envelop him Mm. and crunch him up. And he's left sort of dead. And it's it's done really harshly. And yeah, I can understand why kids Mm. are disturbed by that. So that reminds me of Harry Potter, the end of that, because I was shocked at how bad that was because we thought oh we're the first one that's okay they can watch that mm. and yeah and at the end something disintegrates yeah one and they like, well, go up and up, up so yeah, we, yeah, yeah so, we thought yeah. they can't watch any others but yeah. again their cousins had watched this and yeah. so we just thought oh that's mm. right. and most of the film is that's not too bad but yeah this bit at the end I was, it reminded me of the Indiana Jones bit where he gets oh when he melts the, yeah, 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 yeah and that yeah. stuck in my head yeah in fact that should have been on my list probably but yeah yeah um, yeah, so it reminded me of that, and I thought that seems a little bit more than I would have probably. But what implications do you think this would have for the genre then going forward, with kids not actually being scared, or maybe not even being able to deal with scary films mm. at a later age because they've not had that? Yeah, they've either got something yeah. fantastic to look forward to, yeah. and they'll be like, <laughs> mm. "Whoa, this yeah. is hot!" Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I, I think. Imagine being twenty-two and um, suddenly finding yeah. out what a werewolf is. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> that would be exciting. It's like this werewolf is actually in a oh. hotel chasing whatever. Yeah. It's a case of this it's, actually. Yeah. Kills and whatever. So, but yeah. I think I think yeah I think inoculation is the key. Yeah. Because it's how you deal with stuff. Yeah. It's like you said about you watched Thriller, but then the making of Thriller. Yeah. So it took yeah. And so immediately mm. you were. Right, okay, so anything I see that looks like this, I know how it's done. Yeah. It's men with bladders and yeah. special effects makeup and yeah. silly things and stuff like that. And yeah, I just don't think, because I finally watched all of Black Mirror. And oh, did there, you? And there's the episode where the, the woman has the perception filter put into her kid. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. she doesn't see the traumatic yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, th- yeah, that is a good. And it's like she, and it's like Comparison. the dog that barks next door. Yeah. By the end of the week, you'd be going, "Oh, shut up!" Mm. You know. Yeah. You'd have dealt with it. Yeah. But she's still terrified of it three years it. later because yeah, she's she never seen it. She just there's an yeah. unknown. Yeah. yeah. And I think the more you, I think you should expose kids to. I mean, it's like, I mean, I still it's still one of the sickest things I've ever seen. But when there was that, it, it was like going through. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was like this it was something to do. It was something in English where we were going through like use of language mm. and semantics mm. and stuff. And it was one which was an article about hamsters, and one of the pros of hamsters was teaches your kid about yeah, death. death. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, 
Is that a good thing? But I suppose yeah. it kind of is. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's going to be weird if it's like, well, you know what happened to Scratches? Well, that's what's happened to Grandma. Yeah. We're going to have to get a big yeah. fucking matchbox to bury her in, aren't we, Dad? Yeah, we, we had a lot of, like, um, like twisted towels, like Iriandel, Round the Bend. And Round the Bend. Where the Australian yeah. and so on. It's yeah. just like kind of twisted towels. Nothing too yeah. Yeah. bad, but, but they all had, had drama Rama used to do stuff yeah, as well. Like, like They would have the odd supernatural one that's sticking your brain. Like. Yeah, and they have loads, like Iriandel, obviously, the... Mm. Uh, and so, and then you had um, Are You Fighting for the Dark, which I've mm, yeah, the Nickelodeon yeah. uh, one again, ghost stories and so on. It yeah. just doesn't seem like, especially stuff aimed for children or young adults, yeah. per se. Even, I guess, as we was growing up, I guess when I was like 16, 17, you had like Buffy the Vampire, so at least yeah. the vampires actually they were, posed yeah. now, a little bit of a risk. Well, not only that, but also Buffy is an example of yeah. using monsters and supernatural elements to explain things that you are going to go through yeah. but in a but done by a genius yeah, yeah. like Joss Whedon knows yeah. what he's fucking doing yeah. so it's like oh puberty's coming up that's a werewolf like yeah. Ginger Snaps yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. Ginger Snaps is a puberty film it just happens to be werewolf yeah. rather than yeah. you know yeah, yeah. just you know growing up mm. in a trailer or something fucking dull um, but yeah no I think Buffy definitely sort of I just I don't know whether I don't know whether people are just shying away from stuff that they are I don't want to be responsible mm. yeah. for this. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's one, it's a probably uh, it's probably a hard market. Mm. Plus also I don't even know if kids growing up now are going to I don't know if the telly's gonna be mm. their main entertainment source. Yeah. You know. And, but then I think weirdly it's like you look on like uh, like on YouTube there are hundreds and hundreds of like YouTubers who do like conspiracy and mir- mystery ones and things like that and they are mainly being watched by a sort of pre-teen yeah. teen audience yeah. and so is that where it's all moved to? Is that where it's going on, or something like that? Well, well, we we're think not ten-year-olds are watching well. Stranger Things on Netflix. Yeah, on yeah exactly. Like yeah. Yeah. So, mm. I, I was thinking the same actually. I was thinking it's yeah. so there seems to be the same level for smaller children, so yeah. maybe up to five, six years old. Mm. But yeah, as you say, then that there, there's nothing between there mm. and then you're sort of yeah getting into seeing. 12, 15 horrors, yeah. whereas we had yeah. stuff to guide us all the way along yeah. those um, years. When we was growing up, we also had like uh, Saturday TV, I think we had like Ghost Train, which was equivalent mm. to Live and Kicking on BBC, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. stuff like that, and they would show stuff like Trapdoor, and yeah. stuff like that, again, Monster, a little bit like, but not really per se mm. scary, but just stuff like softly introducing concepts yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, even to a little bit, I want to say like Duckula. I know it's very tongue in cheek, and so it's a vampire. Well, yeah, but then Duckula in in Danger Mouse, uh, Duckula is a vampire. Yes. Yeah. He is actually genuinely a vampire who mm. sucks your blood, yeah. so he should be defeated. But yeah. then you've got other monsters who Duckula's scared of because yes. they're real monsters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as well as a vampire hunter who's wants to kill him because he will kill. Uh, yeah, because that's that's his thing. That's yeah. his thing. So. Because yeah. weirdly enough, one that came into my head, because I was thinking about the question and everything, yeah. but one that really cropped up with me, because it had a lot of stuff that just went weird, was Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon of yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. That had some dark fucking yeah. stuff in it. See, I showed yeah. the first episode of that to my four-year-old daughter the other day, and yeah. she was like, can we watch more of that? 
<laughs> yeah, but I remember. I remember, like there was a. I remember there was a bit of someone, and it's all stuff that later on you will see in a horror film. Yeah, yeah. but it was like yeah, there's a lot was, of comedy in it. Oh yeah, well. but this was probably like my first exposure to it because I remember mm. one because obviously they're abandoned in this realm, yeah. yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. is out to kill them. Yeah, pretty much, and, and, and trick okay, them as well. Yeah, and like, okay, you've got an annoying unicorn. Yeah, but you know, bloody uh, uni. <laughs> but. You've got like I remember someone laying down on a bed, mm. and two arms thrusting out mm. and grabbing them, and it was like a zombie, mm. and it's like as a pucker zombie that was going to kill them, yeah. and they had to run away. Yeah, and like giant gel creatures that absorbed you and things like that, and there was mm. a lot. You know, I I wonder. You know, are kids going to be watching? I mean, again, kids are probably watching stuff on Netflix. Are kids watching Castlevania? Well, you know, is, what, a, is what, a parent going, yeah. what oh, age, that's a cartoon, even though it's full well, of swearing. Yeah, what yeah, age is yeah. that actually aimed at? I don't remember that what is, the rating is. That is aimed at sort of, what, onwards, yeah. Yeah. Was, it, was it a 15? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I think so. Yes. Because it doesn't really, again, it's probably only for language purposes. Well, and, and it's probably with no Castlevania <laughs> because of the games and franchises yeah, yeah, yeah. and things like that. But it's not been Castlevania game in years. No. So, no, no, no. so it's a case of any young kids, they won't know what Castlevania is unless they're playing... SNESs and very old right. game co- consoles well, that, that, have got re-released in it it's probably been re-released so now because of the success yeah. of the, the Netflix show. I was thinking the Super Nintendo because I, I was at the Nintendo got bought out as a little you know plug into your TV oh, oh right yeah. so yeah, yeah those are all ones mm. yeah, so I figured they might do a SNES but yeah but it's a case of so yeah it just seems that it just seems to be a void and I was just thinking what obviously my question was what do you think the impact is to it? Mm. And will we go and find that there's just going to be less horror film, or less kids going to horror films, because mm. I don't know what it is, which will in turn mean it's only marketed to us, and so sadly I, we're a dying breed. Look, I have yeah, this argument I don't think with true. my wife quite a yeah. lot, because she hates horror, she hates fear, yeah. everyone just doesn't like it at all. Yeah. And I say that I think it is crucial for you to be scared and get used to it, and picture mm. yourself in difficult situations, yeah. and how would you respond mm. to it, and mm. so on. So mm. I think it has a benefit, and she says, no, it's just ridiculous, it doesn't at all. <laughs> You're crazy, why do you watch scary stuff? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, I think, I definitely do think there's a value to learning how fearful you can be about certain things yeah. Yeah, because I think when kids yeah. were always be it uh, myths and legends with yeah. Yeah. towels yeah, yeah. very much like yeah. that be it from Greek mythology be it Medusa yeah. or whatever yeah. going on very yeah I really like I loved that so. actually when I was younger I remember that fascinated me so like, yeah. much Medusa yeah because yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean like a lot of the stuff like Jason and the Argonauts yeah, Clash of the Titans all those yeah. ones yeah. Still, which still, I mean, they still hold up. I mean, yeah. I would still so happily it, show that. Yeah. And Sinbad, Harry I used to watch that. Yeah, <coughs> yeah so, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Sinbad films. Yeah. Yeah. But but again, my dad used to watch them, and so I used to watch them. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, whether I was meant to or not, I don't know, but he didn't yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. And they would definitely add some scary bits in. But mm. I think I think also, I, I think now people are very... I think everyone's just got a very idealised thing of, right, whatever you do, don't scare kids at all mm-hmm. because you know you don't you don't want to upset them you don't want to psychologically scare them no. and I think yeah I think it's just creating a series of A it means that coping mechanisms are not being instilled mm. yeah and also I think that you have to worry like you say is that going to lead to because I mean at the moment it's I think there's just I think we're in a glorious moment anyway mm. where there's not much that's successful you know, the mainstream at the moment is is unusual mm-hmm. in that 
There's a lot of sci-fi. There's a lot of fantasy. You know, Game of Thrones is the biggest fucking thing, you know, and stuff like that. And it, yeah, okay, I mean, certainly you shouldn't be showing that to kids. But <laughs> it's... But again, I think we're living in an age where it, you know, sort of certainly 20 years ago, like, the X-Files was seen as odd. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, that's that, that's the sci-fi thing, but everyone watches it. Hmm. But now, it's just tons of stuff yeah. that's out there. But are we going to go... Is it going to go cyclic where there isn't anyone growing up to make the programmes to watch it? Yeah. And I, I think to your hmm. point, I think that is correct. I think it's... Like a lot of younger people now, as soon as you mention, oh yeah, I love horror, they immediately go, oh no, no, don't watch that, can't get into it. And yeah, and I am wondering if it's because of yeah. this this deficit in the middle. Hmm. Yeah, so well, it's also not... what is being marketed to you. Yeah, I think it was one of the one of the glories. And again, this is probably a problem that will come of YouTube, of Netflix, of of choice in a horrible way. <laughs> but you know. Um, I think there was always that element of stumbling onto something in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. And being, what's this? And, you know, that might be, oh, you know, I watched this thing the other night and there was a bloke with a cape and he was biting people. or yeah. whatever, You know, and you just sort of roll into stuff. Whereas if, like, say, for example, you know, if you, you, you can start off at a sort of young enough age saying, I really like things about pirates. It is possible for you to probably just watch things about pirates yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whether it's TV series, documentaries, or whatever like that. And Candle you might. Both. Yeah, yeah, but you that's, that's what I mean. But you might not just wander in on something and suddenly find out, yeah. Do you know what? I really like big Fishman movies. I am. Um, uh, I was like, the latest Ghostbusters film. I guess it's. Mm. Compared to the original one, I thought, even though the latest one, I thought it was quite a good film. It wasn't really for me. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. it wasn't like the first ones, the originals, I found them, they were a little bit more creepy and scary as yeah. a child. Well, this one wasn't. This one mm. was purely more of a comedy. It was wasn't it? It's yeah. comedy. There wasn't anything there to slightly freak any child out or anything like that. That ghost in the library in the beginning of the original exactly one was that. absolutely and, terrifying. And there was bits with it. And there's bits there a bit with the dogs and various bits Do you know the bit that got me actually the, scare you? Yeah. The bit that I remember, and it's, it still sticks yeah. with me because it still gives me a fucking shiver now, yeah. is just Winston and Ray in the car talking yeah. about the Book of Revelations. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I remember that as a kid, that probably did more to fucking mm. shit me up than anything else in the mm. film. And even to this day, it's like, that's a... It's an odd note in a comedy yeah. film. Is yeah. it because it made it a bit more real? Yeah. Yeah, it, did, it gave yeah. you something a little bit more. Yeah. It's a case of, even though there were comedy films, there were bits, there was nothing there to make kids frightened, mm. I guess. No. Whilst the new one hasn't. No, the it bush. took all of that out, absolutely. Yeah. The bush. If kids, kids should watch the bush, because that would be the right level. Yeah. yeah where yeah. it would be sort of like, right, okay, you've got daft adventures going on and there's a silly monkey and, and then there's, there's slapstick the and jokes. But there's the crack <laughs> fox who's terrifying. Yeah. Or there's the hitcher. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, or yeah. various other sort of beat max bandit or various yeah. other weird monsters yeah. and stuff. But not enough that they're going to be yeah. freaked. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's. Yeah. I think that'd be a perfect thing, as you say, to show someone around that sort of. Yeah. I think, like I say, I watched, I watched Carry On Screaming as a kid. I watched yeah, that, that as a serious it. fucking film. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> it had jokes in it and it was silly, mm. but I watched it as an adventure. Yeah. yeah. And I think if I was a kid, I'd watch The Bush as an adventure. 
That is the kind of thing. That's who we need. We just need to get Noel and Julian to be making kids TV. Yeah. Horrible histories. Now that is interesting because that does have. I've only recently discovered that. Sorry. Horrible histories sound different, but also fantastic. Mm. Just awesome. It's, it's a, become my yeah. Sunday night. So Jennifer yeah. goes to bed and I'll sit up for an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Like yeah. done really well on that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got to the league episodes yet? No, because the the league of gentlemen turn up in mm-hmm. like, in later well, series. Yeah, oh, no, it's case of, but how much of horrible history is, is more for adults than it's for children? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I then, but then I think that's the yeah. cl- I think the clincher is with that though, and I think that this is really where a lot of people are probably going wrong. Yeah. Kids love grim stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. As a kid, I loved vampires. I loved yeah. Monster Squad. I loved werewolves. I loved. But I think when we grew up, we had like the. Uh, garbage Patch Kids and just yes. Gross, uh, yes. just stuff what was really gruesome and mm. just like mm. stuff where blood guts very much like yeah. you're a young boy that's the sort of stuff you're supposed to be into yeah, yeah. and not necessarily anymore yeah. apparently yeah, <laughs> yeah think, no you're right yeah I don't think Garbage Pail Kids had come out now I think no, be, be, oh, can you imagine the number of people just <coughs> complaining <coughs> endlessly about sort of like well I think that that's very cool to people with acne I think that's very oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a wardrobe full of stickers just yeah. all of them all yeah. across it and I've like still that, got so. mine somewhere in a yeah. Cadbury's plastic chocolate bar oh have you really yeah, yeah. Mm. but it's just yes yeah, that sort of thing just doesn't seem to be marketed or yeah. played to mm. children that's it I think it is the 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 thing there of like such a nanny state as you say where it's like oh well you know if I produce this and the wrong kids see it and the parents complain and then we'll get sued and blah, blah, oh, well, let's yeah, just tame I, it that's down. That's what I mean. And... I think people have just walked away. Hmm. It's the weird thing because it's, like um, it's like with my old favourite, both producers of Doctor Who since it's come back have said about the amount that they could not do that they hmm. did in the original like, run of the show. Yeah. And you're talking like 60s, 70s, 80s and there's stuff where they can point to it and just go, that would get me sacked. Yeah, that would get me chunked mm. out, you know. And and like one of them, like Rusty Davis said, the trouble is Doctor Who is a f- program really heavily involved with death because it's what makes yeah. danger. Yeah. But you're also at a point where it's like, right, well, I can't do anything really scary, to the point of like, you know, basically, I think that's where disintegration comes from a mm. lot of the time mm. because it's one of the few deaths that yeah, doesn't look shows. scary. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no one falls over, no one bleeds, yeah. no yeah. one. Is horribly twisted or whatever, you know. And I think, yeah, it's sort of even there's even like legislation. They said like the guidelines that they get through. There's even stuff about how long you can sustain a screen. God, like you know, what, what at what point does a screen become you know? Oh well, that would push terror too far for a seven year old or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? You're right. You mentioned it. What we should be showing to sort of twelve, thirteen year olds. <laughs> League of Gentlemen. Well, League that of Gentlemen is, is pretty yeah. horrible, yeah. pretty grim. Mm. It's got that. It's got the sense of humour, but yeah. it's a bit, mm. ugh. A bit twisted. A yeah. Bit. Mm. But again, there's no bad language in it. There's no real nudity. It's tough for us. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. No, there's no, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything in it. I mean, there's there's stuff in it that would be disturbing. Yeah. yeah. But again, I don't think. And also, I don't think Charlie Brooker said it. I don't think you can legislate for what kids find disturbing. Yeah, kids will find shit disturbing no matter what. But yeah. when you see like Batman in the cinema, which is twelve eight, there's some scenes there, especially where like pushing pencils through people's ears and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's a case of, well, that's a twelve eight. 
Apparently, anyone could go and see that, in theory, yeah. with well, an adult. Look at the thing so. with, is it the old Star Trek movie? I'm not a Star oh, Trek Oh, what, fan. with the... Uh, with the, yeah. Oh, the yeah. worms. And yeah. where they yeah. had the big mound thing, and they just put their arm in it, and there was a... Oh, no, that's Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah, that's Flash Gordon, yeah. 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 Like, all that stuff, we watched it earlier. Yeah, of course. And I remember that yeah. disturbing me. Yeah. But, but yeah, but it didn't do me any harm. I was like, it stuck with me. Well. I, th- I think, <laughs> I, I think maybe, and yeah. I will probably be much different about it once, like Ted's a bit older. Yeah. I think once you've had a few sleepless nights over something, you probably think more that it's like, I must oh, admit, for fuck's sake, I wish that, they hadn't put that. That in the is telly. a very yeah. good point because we've had that. Toby's read and he loves them Astrosaurs books, and it's dinosaurs in space. Seems totally fine, but yeah. that freaked him out loads. Yeah, and he wants to read it. He keeps wanting to read them, but it's like we know this is not going to be fun. See, I th- but then I think that's another weird thing: is that battle you have to do with your mum and dad when yeah. you're a kid, yeah. where yeah. it's like, I promise I won't be scared of it this time. Yeah. I promise I'll oh, yeah. sleep in my own bed tonight. Yeah. yeah, but can I watch that again? Yeah, and then yeah, oh no, no, fuck off! You're not watching <laughs> that show ever. So again. we all know we all had bits as we kids. There's things maybe what freaks us out, but. Surely that's character building, and surely kids mm. now possibly might not have that. Possibly, if it's too sanitised, it is, and it's in a safe yeah. environment. I think that's the thing. Yeah. I think it's dealing with horror yeah. and things in a safe environment. You're not if you've got something that's made for between six and ten year olds, yeah. it's not going to have anything horrific in it. Yeah. Whereas if they don't have anything and they go, oh, do you know what? I used to like those vampires mm. or whatever yeah. in the cartoons. I'll go and watch Near Dark on YouTube. Yeah, that's yeah. going to mess you up way more than something that's designed yeah. for you. Yeah, I, th- I think also, I, th- I think a lot of it is also just, and again, this is something where I'm going to be ruining these words that come out of my fat face. <laughs> this think, is archived forever. This is archived forever now, but I think, again, it's a parental thing. It's a supervisional horror. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If you leave a kid in, on their own to watch Alien... Like, if you want yeah. to leave a six-year-old in a dark room to watch Alien, that is going to screw that kid up and scare the shit out of him. Yeah. Because yeah. it will do that to you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you've got to be... I think it's just that sense level. I think that was the problem That was the problem with Video Nasties. It'll be the problem again with YouTube, yeah. with Netflix, with streaming yeah. and everything mm-hmm. else, is the problem will be, oh, yeah, my eight-year-old just chained all the Charles Play movies last yeah, night yeah. on his own. <laughs> now he's acting a bit weird. Um, yeah. You know, and it's sort of... <laughs> but that's the thing, back, back when we were like younger, you had a TV in the living room mm, and with yeah. your VCR. Yeah, and, and that was the only yeah. place. Yeah, and if yeah. your parents didn't... Well, what's amazing is how much we got away with watching, considering mm. that was the only yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, my parents must have done nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was really easy to, to supervise that. Yeah. Exactly, whereas now they find it on their phone, they've all got yeah. smartphones so their yeah. parents can get in contact with them. And it won't be long Google before it's like retina, you know, so, it on their yeah. implant straight in the brain. I, I was thinking generally they was using vampires, probably because it's very easy to deal with maybe race issues or mm-hmm. perceived mm. other issues, social issues, yeah. by having a very safe character. Yeah, mm. as someone who this is moment vampire whatever she's different but not different for it to be there's nothing uh, to defend anyone yeah there, there's nothing what's going to it apply it's to not going to be a PR uh, it's PR issue at all yeah. it's never going to offend so I totally get why they do mm. that and mm. that perfect wise but at the same time it feels like it misses for its real purpose as well otherwise yeah. if you take that away from it yeah. as you say then it's 
yeah, then it's suddenly not a scary character. It's been shown to you all these years as yeah. well. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, this character might be different to you and might have fangs and yeah. you know, can't it's, go out. It's still fine. It's still, still human. It's still cool. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I would be keen. I say we were gonna, we were gonna do an episode with Jack, weren't we? we need to arrange that at some point. Mm. So, and what, what would we watch? We were going to do re- the, like the original yeah. and the remake of something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So because he's okay. 15, yeah. what I wanted to do was a... So he's really getting into horror recently. Yeah. He's had a few nights round at his mates where they had sleepovers and watched yeah. horror movies. So what I wanted to do was do a remake versus original with him. Mm. So do like Nightmare on Elm Street or something and show yeah. him the original and then show him the remake and say, right, well... Mm. The remake didn't work for any of us, yeah. but it was never designed to work for us. Well, Wait, what, how do you what find was the remake? They re- they, there was a Nightmare on Elm Street has been remade. Mm. Uh, so the last one I remember was Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, yeah. no, so that was that was another, that. No, no, the last one I saw at Singma as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Freddy vs. Jason. I love that film. Yeah. But yeah, they but tried to reboot not... the franchise. Oh, okay. um, and it wasn't good. Right. Um, with so Rorschach. has he been introduced, so apart from obviously yourselves, has he naturally been like marketed to or actually shown stuff yeah, on his own devices? Yeah. Obviously it probably doesn't help that, I won't say that like, you've actually obviously introduced him mm. to certain things, but do you, has he come to stuff in the wild naturally himself? Um, I think, he has, I think yeah. he has, because the films that he was saying he yeah. was watching with his friends, much to his father's concern yeah so they they'd gone back and were watching like evil dead and stuff yeah so he had obviously realized uh, even at the age of of 15 there's some really good old shit out there that i really Mm. need to be seen evil dead Dead 2 or was it i can't uh, remember now i think he said they watched three films i can't remember what they all were but evil dead was one of them um because i remember being really impressed yeah um but yeah i don't know how he got to those as you say i know that his dad comes around here quite a lot, yeah. and so his dad and his uncle were around here most mm. Saturday nights when we drink beer and watch film. Um, yeah, so like he was the one who was frog marched mm. around here when they mm. found out he'd never seen Big Trouble in Little China. They were like, right, well, like, yeah, you're going around to Lee's tonight, and we are going to watch yeah. that movie. Should be in um, the top five lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he's so I think he's yeah. I think between his dad and his uncle and myself, yeah. I think we have kind of. Pushed him in that direction. Yeah, I, I find there's uh, one of my friends was talking to me about Hunger Games and I was talking about uh, showing the kids Hunger Games. I've gone, well, that's just a knockoff of Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, Battle and Royale with cheese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a case of that's just America. It's not really that dangerous. It's really. Where it's was the original? Really, well, if you horrific. watch Battle Royale, it's yeah. a case of you need to be, again, mm. it's taking that danger element out of something. It's like we've taken this concept. We market it to kids, taking away all the film danger and the gore yeah. and the whole other social aspects of it, and we've made it very palatable for a, a young audience mm. without going, by the way, this is a Japanese film, which is fantastic. Yeah. I think mm. I watched Battle Royale at maybe 15, yeah. I think. I saw the book's it fantastic fairly. as well. If oh, you, is it really? Yeah, but my only issue is remembering all the Japanese names but yeah, they're all yeah, numbered yeah. as well so there's still oh, got the numbers <laughs> in there so, that makes it helpful yeah so you do go out because you go, what number yeah yeah, so. <laughs> yeah Battle Royale was fantastic yeah. I've never seen The Hunger Games because I, I was like it's Battle Royale well, I, yeah. why would I, yeah. I why would I need to like, mind you Battle Royale 2 was well, really again, strange thing. yeah it was but The uh, Hunger Games have done very much the same so it's getting as 
bringing down the system and such like. Yeah. And so they've, they've basically used the whole premise of, even though they said they haven't, of Battle Royale to yeah. make new films, but very palatable for a teenage audience. Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen them. I just don't think that they're... I don't think they're aimed at me, so... Yeah. Um, right, so I think we've uh, wrapped all that up. But yeah, mm. we've been going for about two and a half hours now, so... <laughs> Sorry for the question. No, no, no it's thank you for the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were well, really thank you for joining us, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you so well, much for coming, Timmy. And the donuts. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful donuts. Um, yeah, so don't forget to check out Adam Law's photography on Instagram. Thank you. Um, and uh, don't forget to send your questions to us at hashtag Ask Welcome Tora. Yeah, we might do another roundup episode like this because I think this is, mm. this is yeah. a good, good, good way of doing it, or we'll just do it in, within episodes. So. I think it's nice because it gives us an opportunity. With a, we don't like to stray too much from a film. Yeah. Whereas with a question, you it allows it you to yeah. throw a... Because otherwise, yeah, we find we we get a bit stuck on a topic to something. Yeah, and then you diverge off and you've got to talk about the film once. Yeah. So, exactly, yeah. so we have to find that middle ground, whereas this gives us a, a, a much freer reign. Um, so, for our next movie, as discussed, as we haven't covered anything from the 1950s, Chris, for the next episode, we will be watching the truly amazing, as always... Vincent Price in House on Haunted Hill. Ooh. Nice. This is a classic. As soon as you said about the 50s, I was like, what haven't we covered from the 50s? Yeah, and that was the first one. I was like, well, And you haven't mentioned is... that before. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's a phenomenal film. It's really strange and mental, and the, the dynamic between him and his wife is a really interesting oh, one. Yeah. I think you'll find it interesting. Um, so yeah, so when we return, we will watch A House on Haunted Hill. Excellent. Um, and until then, thanks very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night.